that was so much better than the nine peeps. Like, they come, they're so sweet. I say, good morning. Cricket, cricket. You know, oh, it's great. Great to see you. I know that, oh, my name's Tom, if we haven't met. Um, and some of you who know me well um, were a little worried when you walked in and kind of saw this set up. And you start praying for me, wondering if something's wrong because there's water on the table. I just want to make clear that it's not my water. So um, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. It's time for Children's Church. So if you want to go up there, it's up the stairs. Great fun awaits. Love you guys. Have a great time. I want to thank my buddy Josh Pierce for bringing the message last week. Um, Took very good care of you, I understand. And um, I want to just let you know that if you have the one, that one person that, that God's calling you to, that, that we're praying for you, we're praying for them, and we're going to have more on that uh, in the future. Number two, we signed up, we sent around signups for the Belugas co-ed softball team. Forty-five people signed up. Like, that's as many as will be on other teams combined in the league. So... This is epic. This is going to be great. We're going to make two teams. And um, if you put your name on there, um, we're going to get you information just as soon as we get it from um, the rec department. And it's going to be great. We're going to have so much fun, especially when we play each other. Then the love is just going to explode. It's going to be great. Beluga's going to give it to you. Don't believe me. Just watch. Okay? I just lost everybody over 20. That's okay. That's okay. Um, number three, um, this is like, cause I love you. Um, if you're a child, if you have a mother, if you're married to somebody who is a mother, next Sunday is mother's day. Just saying, okay. You get ready, do something beautiful. We're going to do something beautiful here. Um, next week, mother's day, we are going to have a special, um, mother's day service. We have Two services on Mother's Day, 9 and 10.30, just like we did. But, like, if you're a 10.30 person, um, after Mother's Day, on the 17th, we go to our summer schedule, which is just at 9 o'clock, just at 9. So remember that. You got this week, you got next week, and then we just go at 9, and then you got the rest of the day to to do, well, less fun things than being together here. But... Um, That's how we roll during the summer. So that's going to start on the 17th. Um, Today we have our last college lunch. The middle school and high school youth groups are preparing college lunch for you. Don't be afraid. It's all love. Um, Go enjoy that. We will begin college lunch again next semester with the on-campus pig roast. So stay tuned for that. Um, Anybody graduating from Western? All right. Up, up, up. Anybody graduating? Anybody else? And we're not going to see you again. Anybody this year last week with us? No? I don't, I don't want you to raise your hand. I don't want that to be the case. Boy, this is, this. I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to do this. So why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Abby. She has always been Abby. I can attest to this. <laughs> Abby was... Married to Graham right there. Um, I think your guys are getting close to a year, half a year. Yeah? Nine months. Up high. 
you make it nine months, right? 90 years. Like, it's nothing. What comes next for you, Abby? Well, my husband and I are moving to the front range because there aren't jobs here. Which is great for the front range, but it's sad for us. Abby is a great woman of strong faith who particular. Why are you not here? This is your last week with us, too. Or, or you, okay. Okay. And you're going to stick around for about a month. All right. But as a particular heart for people who've been through some of the roughest things that people can go through and her heart of compassion and love, the people on the front range need that, and you're going to get it. Oh, we're proud of you. What's going on, man? Oh, buddy. Hi. Uh, I'm Grayson Davis. Art superhero. And what's next for you, buddy? Uh, Well, there is a possibility of grad school. Um, I'm also thinking about seminary school. Uh, I want to see if uh, God's leading me in uh, pastorship. Yeah. Way to go, man. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And so is this your last week here? You going home? Okay. Okay, so this is not a tearful goodbye right now. I'm glad. Ready, we're going to spend some time together. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Grayson has a, has a ring to it, doesn't it? He and I are going to talk about that. All right. I'm Zach Schaller. I'll be here for the summer, and then in August, I'll head to the University of California, Irvine, to start grad school. Uh, what are you studying? Economics. Is this a PhD program? So, so the, like, Zach has been a special person because he's really, really smart, and he still talks to me. And not only that, but he has a, um, he has a great heart for the Lord and, and for other people. And, and so what this church really believes in is drawing people, but not to us, to God. And then because he loves the whole world, he takes these people that he loves and is filled up with so much of himself and it sends them out to spill that over so everybody can enjoy knowing how loved they are by God. And that's what he's doing with you. And although it hurts us pretty significantly with Abby, but you guys, eh. um, no, no, it's, we send you out joyfully. So let's pray for them. If you want to help us do that, um, we just want to put our, we, we, we just want to pray for them. I have to joke or I get too sad times like this. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, what beautiful people you bring into the family and build up and bless us with and then get us excited that, that you're going in, in in different ways to share them uh, with the world. And when you do that, you share you with the world because wherever they go, in the pastorate, in compassion ministry, in economics, in education, in church work, in social, whatever it is, you infect people with your love. And I just ask your blessing on Zach and Grayson and Abby and, and Lord, we just know that you have their steps ordered. 
and that glory awaits them and those whom they will minister to and love and friend. And we're, we're, we're grateful because we've been the beneficiaries of that. Keep them safe, fill them up, and send them out for your glory. We're going to be together again. So this time, we're willing to be scattered. That's what it's about. We thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Okay. You guys come back. Like, if we learn, like, you're in town, and you don't come or say hello or give hug, like, nothing really happens except we get sad. But uh, I wanted you to feel it. Um, the Pringle family has been so good to us. And they're being so good to us today. Um, today, out at Juanita Hot Springs. Everybody know where Juanita is? Okay, if you don't, um, ask ask somebody. It is about, what, 22 miles east. And then you, take, you head south? Or north. Yeah. <laughs> you could head south, but if you want to find the gang... Uh, between 4 and 8 o'clock, Juanita Hots, they're just making it available to the Bethany family. And we're going out there. I hope you're going out there. We're just going to have a great time relaxing and eating. And, oh, by the way, bring some food, more than you can eat, so you can share some. Um, and we're just going to have a great time. If you want to uh, use the hot springs, please, please bring uh, a bathing suit and a towel. Um, you will not see this body soaking today uh, because it's public and light outside. So uh, between, no, it's the way I bless you. Stay close. Okay? So I hope you could join us. It's going to be great between 4 and 8, bring some food. It doesn't matter how, come late, leave early, come early, leave late, whatever you want. Um, we're going to love it. Today is a special day. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, it's a special day because we get to celebrate what God is doing through two beautiful members of, of our family. Uh, many of you know the Duff family, and, and Josh and Jacqueline Duff are um, heading out on mission again. And so that you can enjoy and be inspired by what God is doing through them and, and wants to say to you and to me through that, um, I'd ask Josh to come up and share. Would you welcome him? It's all you. Am I there? Sweet. These things are pretty handy, uh, especially when you're speaking in front of so many people. Um, this is probably not the biggest group I've ever spoken in front of, but it's the biggest group of white people I've ever spoken in front of. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm really excited uh, for today. It's, like Tom said, I'm Josh Duft. Um, this is my family here and here. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, we're a big family. And, um, yeah, I just got married to this beautiful woman, um, Jacqueline Duft. And we've been in, living in Gunnison for the past six months. Um, kind of just taking sort of a sabbatical from our mission. And um, it's been a really great six months. Um, and we've also been involved in Bethany. Um, we've been involved in Children's Church. And Jackie's actually the one that put together that mission board that you see when you walk in the door. So it looks really good. Um, 
the most relevant thing you need to know about us is that we are missionaries and that um, we want to share what it means to be a missionary and I want to share with you that I have a feeling that every single person in this room is a missionary and and why that is. So um, I'm just going to pray real quick to get started and then um, we'll go ahead. So Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Thank you so much for um, just giving me the opportunity to do this, God. And I pray that this would not be about me or Jackie or our mission, God, but it would be about your mission and the purpose for our lives, God. And um, yeah, I just pray that you'd make this about you and that you'd speak through me and that you'd speaking into the hearts of every person in here. In Jesus' name, amen. So as you can see, um, this morning, I felt like God wanted me to talk a little bit about purpose. And so I'm going to share just a short little message about purpose, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about what we've been doing in YOM, and maybe for those of you who don't know what YOM is, um, just explain a little bit about what that is. Um, One thing that I've been noticing a lot about kids um, as I've been watching them is that they're very carefree and that they don't have anything to worry about, and it's an amazing and beautiful thing. I think that's why Jesus um, admired kids so much, because they did not have so much to worry about. But as we grow up and as we um, progress in our lives, we begin to pull all of these these questions on ourselves, these things that sometimes weigh us down. And I feel like it's really important to understand um, where these questions are coming from and what God's answer to these questions are. So what are these questions that I'm talking about? when you reach a certain age, you begin to wonder things. Like when you're in high school, like some of the high schoolers in here are about to graduate. And maybe you're thinking about, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What college am I going to go to? And that's usually the expectation on your life. When you're graduating high school, you need to find a college. You need to find a career. You need to figure out your life. And I know for me, that was a lot of pressure to handle. And um, yeah, it can be very, very burdensome. Um, and then if you go on to college, you begin to think about, okay, so now what's going to be my major? What's going to be my path out of college? Where, I'm go- where am I going to live? And all these things. Um, some other questions may be um, even bigger, even broader, like um, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And at any age, you could be asking yourself this question. Maybe... You've been working a job for your whole life, and that has ended, and now you're wondering to yourself, what is the purpose of my life? And that's really where all these questions end up, is where is my life headed? What is the direction of my life? And if you're in this church right now and you believe in God, you're probably wondering to yourself, what is God's purpose for my life? Why did God create me? And I don't know if that resonates with anybody in this room, but um, it's a really important question that... We need to understand the answer to. And after reading um, a little bit from the Bible, I think I have an idea of what that could look like for all of us in this room. We we search so hard for this answer, and I think the simplicity of the solution kind of confuses us, and it causes causes us to be kind of unsure about the answer. Um, We're going to turn to the Bible, God's Word, and I want to share a scripture with you that I feel like really pertains to this, this question, what is my purpose? So if you'll go on your smartphone or the Bible's in the backs of the chairs or whatever it is, um, turn to Mark 12, 30 through 31. 
So some people are asking Jesus about the Ten Commandments, and they're kind of debating about things. And one of them finally says, so what, what is the greatest commandment? What, what are we supposed to do with our lives? And this is what he said. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. So that's the first one. And then the second one is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says something that I feel like is really obvious and important for us to know. He said, there is no greater commandment than these. And I feel like that was Jesus' way of saying, this is it. This is all I expect of you. This is all that I created you for. And of course, Jesus gives us dreams and ambitions and um, things that we're talented with. And that's amazing. But this is, this is the core that I think Jesus was trying to get across to us. All you need to do, and all you were created to do, was to love me and love the people around you. So loving God, that it doesn't seem like kind of a, yeah, I know about God, I know who he is. It's kind of like a, you know, he's like this idea. But when he says it like that, with all of your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, that sounds like a deep, intimate relationship, like somebody that's been married for like 50 years and they know their spouse inside and out. That's the kind of relationship that God is asking. And then loving others. Very often, I feel like we, at least I, get a very puffed up version of myself and I, I tend to love myself because I'm a human and that's just kind of the direction that we take with our lives. But what happens if you love somebody the same way that you love yourself? Can you think of what that would actually look like? And even more than you love yourself. I feel like it would change the world. Um, when we teach on this in Africa, we have these um, posters that we put up for the participants because um, they tend to be more visual when we're teaching about things. So um, it looks somewhat childish, but it's actually a really good representation of this idea of loving God and loving others. So the fence um, is God's laws that keep us in relationship with him and others, and um, that's what the fence is signifying. And then um, it's just this, this connected, close relationship with other people and God. Um, for those of you who are visual, I hope that helps. But I would venture to say that this is a perfect definition of what a missionary is. And this is a perfect definition of what it means to be a human being. Or at least what God intends for us to be like. This is where we will find God. This is where we will find our purpose. This is what we were created for. When we begin to love people and love God and surround ourselves with that kind of thing, something happens inside you and your life is transformed. Because you were living, you are functioning the way that you were created. Um, when I graduated high school, I wasn't even sure that God, I wasn't even fully sure that God existed. I had a lot of people telling me that he did. I had a whole Christian background and foundation of um, Christian principles, but I wasn't totally sure that God actually existed because I didn't have a personal relationship with him. And so when I went to um, this organization called Youth with a Mission, um, I did a school there, and that's where I discovered who God is and 
what he wants me to do with my life. That's where I found my purpose. And my purpose wasn't YWAM. It wasn't missions. It was loving other people. And it's kind of ironic that like you're looking for the solution to this question, what's my purpose? But it's actually God pointing you out to other people. Like, don't focus on yourself. It's about the people around you. It's about me. And I feel like being a mission-minded person means just reaching beyond yourself to love somebody else. They're doing it in Africa. They're doing it in New York City with Broadway models that need a lot of help and not a lot of love. And they're doing it here in Bethany and at Western. People are missionaries wherever you go. You don't have to travel to the ends of the earth and be in jungles where they live in mud huts to be labeled a missionary. And that's what, uh, something I want to get across to everyone is that don't feel like you are disappointing God by pursuing a career. Don't think that you're disappointing God because you are a stay-at-home mom and you're loving your children because that's exactly what he's created us for. As long as you're reaching out to other people, um, that is what God has called us to do. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about youth with a mission specifically and kind of alleviate some of the confusion about it and um, just tell you a little bit about what we've been doing with YWAM. Um, but I'm curious who knows what YWAM is. So can I see a show of hands? Um, who's even heard of YWAM? Okay, there's a lot more in the first service, but it's good. Okay, now a show of hands. Who knows exactly what YWAM is? It's a lot less. <laughs> now, see, everybody that was here in the first service knows what it is. Okay, and um, who has been involved with YWAM? Oh, okay, cool. And uh, my brother Jesse, too, he's, he did his DTS as well. So, yeah, that's cool. Maybe this will be a cool experience for you to... It's like our family. Um, so, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about YWAM and what it is. I have a, a brief video to show you, and it kind of gives a brief overview of exactly what it is. And hopefully, by the end of this time, you guys will know exactly what it is and um, exactly what we're doing. So, we'll just play that first video for you. So what is Youth with a Mission? Youth with a Mission, or YWAM, is a global movement of Christians dedicated to knowing God and making God known. YWAM started in 1960 as a way to get young people involved in missions. We still do that today, but we're involved in every kind of outreach, every kind of ministry that you could imagine. We currently have over 18,000 staff with locations in over 180 countries. YWAM's many ministries fit into three major categories, evangelism, training, and mercy ministries. We do evangelism because we believe that everyone in the world has the right to hear the message of Jesus. We do training to equip people to use their unique calling to do that. And everyone in Youth of the Mission does an intensive half-year discipleship course called the Discipleship Training School. And they can continue in their training in our University of the Nations, which has specialized training courses. Our third focus is Mercy Ministries, where our staff are giving hope to the poor, sick, and those suffering from injustice. YWAM has a place for everyone and endless opportunities. You can find out more about what we're doing and ways to get involved at our website. Uh, so if you would go to the next slide, yeah, this is actually a map of the locations of YWAM across the world. 
So YWAM isn't just in the United States. It's not just in Africa. It's all over. And every single one of these bases um, runs a DTS, and they do ministry in the local community. Um, my sister is actually in San Francisco right now, Cassie Duft, and she's working with um, uh, Because Justice Matters program there, and she's teaching girls to dance and um, ministering to some of the people there that live on the street. So it's, it's all over. It's a global ministry, um, and it's amazing. I don't know if you caught it, but YWAM's um, foundation is love, um, knowing God and, gosh, I missed it. Who can say it? Okay, so knowing God and making him known. And it's very close to that scripture. I can't believe I forgot that. I'd be, I'd be ostracized in the YWAM. Um, it's very close to that scripture um, that you see. Knowing God, loving him with all of your heart, and then making him known. Loving other people by bringing God into their lives. And um, it's a way that we can live out God's calling. It's just one way. Um, and we really enjoy it. And it's, um, yeah, it's what we've chosen to do. Um, in the last video, they mentioned something called a discipleship training school. And um, that is the introductory course to YOM. And I have another video that talks specifically about this school and some of the transformation that happens um, for students who are in that school. Prior to coming to DTS, I was kind of a wreck. I, I had struggled with an eating disorder. I had just a really, really broken life. I was struggling with knowing things in my head about who God is, but not seeing them lived out in my life. During my DTS, I was struck by the reality that I did not actually have an intimate relationship with God. I came here wanting to know if God was real. I had heard awesome stories of Jesus and faith and what he did in the Bible, but I had never really seen that lived out in front of me. I have asthma and I have the lungs of a four-year-old and I've never been able to fully breathe in ever in my life. I just have to take a short little breath. I didn't know him. I knew about him. Uh, but I didn't know him. The second I decided 100% with my heart and with everything that the fact that God can heal is more real and is more truthful than the fact that my lungs don't work properly. It allowed God to come and it gave him room to come and heal me and he completely healed me and for the first time in my life I took a full breath in and it was really amazing. In his grace and mercy, God revealed to me that there was something more. I came here with no money. I came here with nothing. And during the three months of my school, God provided for me in miraculous ways. This, this realness and this agreement is how I'm going to live my life. I needed money for laundry one day. And I prayed. And I was like, God, if you're real, you see that I need laundry. I'm sure you'd provide for that. And I went home, and on my pillow, there was $20 and a note that said for laundry. The word missionary is being redefined. It's not just people who go overseas, but it's actually people who are serious about their faith, that want to take their faith to wherever they're going in their life. A discipleship training school, or a DTS, is YWAM's entry-level program. It's a six-month-long program made up of three months of lecture phase and three months of outreach. So during the lecture, we have different speakers that come in from all over the world teaching on different subjects like hearing the voice of God, Father Heart of God, servanthood, relationships, all, all different aspects of your walk with God. I've seen people get more honest with each other than they've been, than they've been able to be with lifelong friends because it's something about the environment and that safety 
in, in the community. We used to call it the pressure cooker. Uh, which meant that these things that would usually take months and months and months would just be under the pressure of the Holy Spirit uh, will just come out. I really feel like like it was so pivotal that I was literally physically removed from the place where I was to a place where I could just completely focus on God and my relationship with Him. One of my favorite things about the discipleship training school is the intense love that our staff have for the students. I can remember so well like like the, the second day of DTS, like I was just sitting there bawling and um, I couldn't believe that like I, I could hear him and he was speaking to me and he had been speaking to me my entire life and I just didn't choose to listen. And then after these three months, um, you go on an outreach overseas. So someplace like India or Thailand or Europe or something. You go and you live in this country for three months and you build relationships with the people and you serve in whatever way they need. I went to South Africa uh, during my DTS outreach and um, I can remember from the time I landed there, I was just in love. I was like, smells, people, everything. I just was so excited just to go and really be Jesus for these people. If it's going to Haiti, you might be rebuilding or, or providing them with clean water. If you're going to Thailand, you might help work with girls who've been rescued out of prostitution. There's different needs in different places. Your hopes and dreams can become realities because if God has placed them in you, He wants you to actually accomplish them and He will be with you with every single step. challenge you, if you give him your all, he'll give it back to you in ways that you could not even imagine. So yeah, DTS is um, a life-changing experience. Um, it altered the course of my life for sure. And uh, yeah, Jackie and I love it because we get to spend time with these students, walk, walk, walk with them, and through their struggles and point out to them, watch them just be completely transformed. Um, uh, so Jackie and I have both been through this experience. Um, we went to Belize for our DTS, and um, both of our lives were completely changed. Um, I'm going to just put up a slideshow um, as I talk about our experience in YWAM and uh, give you a little visual. So I did my DTS in 2011 in Belize. Um, I went to South Africa on my outreach. It was an amazing experience. It was a beautiful country, beautiful people, um, completely different from my culture, and um, it really shocked me that people were living in such conditions. Um, and it really changed my philosophy of life to see that so many people needed to see the love of God, but there's so little people doing it. So that's why I really fell in love with this ministry. Um, since then, I've traveled to 18 different countries um, doing the same thing. After my DTS, I decided to come back to Belize and do a secondary school, which are um, secondary classes and schools that you can do um, to further your, your knowledge. And um, I did a Bible school called Bible School for the Nations. Um, it's an intense six-month study of the Bible. You read it from beginning to end. Um, they kind of give you um, guidance how to interpret the scriptures and how to apply it to your life. Um, and I would say that school was even more transformational for me than my DTS. And, um, and the coolest thing about this school is that 
on outreach, you go out and you go to countries where um, pastors are teaching who haven't even read the Bible before. They're teaching entire congregations, thousands of people, and they've never read the Bible. They've just heard the message. And so we go to these places and we conduct two-week seminars. We give them material. We give them knowledge. We give them direction on how to read the Bible themselves. And um, that's in the Congo. Um, and they, they interpret the scriptures and they see them, uh, how they're applied in their lives, and their lives are transformed, and then they go out. And um, I remember a story when we were in the Congo um, just last year. We did a seminar, and then they went out and did their own seminars in their own villages, and apparently they reached over 5,000 people in, in one day, which was amazing. Um, so YWAM really multiplies as you go out into the mission field, and really the only thing it is is loving God and loving your neighbor. That's all we're doing. It's not complicated. It's not highly sophisticated missionary work. You're just going out, loving on kids, loving on people, and showing them God in a real way. Um, Jackie's story is very similar. She did her DTS in 2013 at the same base. Um, That's when we met. And she did her outreach in Nicaragua. And then she did the BSN school, same as me, except for I was on staff in the BSN and she was a student, which was fun. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been an amazing experience. Um, we started dating in 2013 and then, or no, 2014. And then we just got married last October. Um, so we've been almost married, or married almost seven months. I don't know how you're almost married. Um, <laughs> And the reason we're not there right now is because we decided to take some time off and just invest in our relationship and not be doing other things. And it's been an amazing six months, and um, we really loved it. But we are returning in June to Belize. And uh, the first thing that they have asked us to do on our return is leave and go to the country of Vanuatu, which is a chain of 80 islands off the coast of Australia. Um, probably show a picture There it is. So we're going to Belize to pick up the team, and then we're going to take them to this chain of islands. If you've been watching the news, in the past month, this country was just hit with a giant cyclone. Almost every single building has been torn to the ground, and um, people are really needing to know that God loves them. So we are taking a team there. We're really excited. Um, I've never been to a Pacific island besides Hawaii, so it's going to be really fun. Um, So yeah. Also, when we return to our base in Belize, the main thing that we're going to be doing is running those two schools, the DTS and the BSN. What that looks like is we're mentoring the students one-on-one, having one-on-one conversations with them and just making sure that they're connecting with God. Um, We'll be teaching in lectures, um, just basic biblical principles that we'll be teaching. Um, We'll be hosting small groups. We'll be leading worship. We'll be cooking. We'll be cleaning. Basically, anything it takes so that these students have as much time with God as they can, and just uh, an amazing experience. Um, that's our hope. Um, yes. So we're really excited to return. And, um, yeah, um, I have these clipboards for you. Um, there's three options on the clipboards if you want to put your email down. Um, but we're just asking for your name and your email. And the first option is if you're interested in becoming our supporter, a supporter, a monthly supporter, because um, it takes a lot of people backing us in prayer and finances to be able to stay in YWAM and do what we do. 
So that's the first option. And then the section, second option is a newsletter. We send out a newsletter every month. So if you want to just get a newsletter, it's, there's no effort in it. You'll just be able to read about some of the things that we're doing. Um, and then the last option, um, if God is tugging on your heartstrings and making you think or feel like maybe YWAM would be a cool adventure to go on, or maybe YWAM would be something that you're even remotely interested in, um, that's the third option. If you check that, then we'll just send you an email and be like, hey, what, how can we help you? What information do you need? Do you need contacts? Do you need websites? What kind of DTS experience are you looking for? We can give you any kind of information you need, um, and we would love to do that. That's, our heart is to bring people into this experience because um, it really brings you into relationship with God. And um, People don't just come to YWAM to be missionaries. They come to YWAM and then they go back to whatever they were doing, only they're doing it with God and they're doing it with a drive to love people. And um, many high schoolers come just for a gap year. They come for six months, um, do a DTS, and then they come back and they go to college. And um, it's a very, very common thing. So don't think that if you get into YOM, you have, you have to stay and there's no way of getting out of it. Um, but you may just stay because it's amazing. Um, and yeah, we wanted to take the time to thank Bethany. Bethany's been supporting me um, for the past two years and they're going to continue to support us in our missions and that means that every single one of you are already supporting us so i want to thank you guys so much for that and um, we hope to stay in contact with you and we know that god has big plans for our lives over the next few years so oh, i should probably send around this clip <laughs> um and don't feel pressured with this and um after the service, Jackie and I will be out there. If you want to talk, if you want a business card, we'll be handing those out to whoever needs one. And, um, yeah, I just want to thank you for this time to speak. And um, I hope that God has inspired you to, to be in the community, be wherever you are, and love him and love others. Amen. Yeah. Jackie, would you come to We are... This is just great. I don't think God is like so proud of you. We're proud of you. We we love you guys. We want to pray for them and and ask God's blessing and protection and anointing on them. Um, so if you want to help me do that, please come up. We want to just send them off joyfully and. God, I just thank you so much um, for the work that you are doing um, in everyone's life here today, Lord. But I pray that um, you would just continue to bless um, our, our friends and our brothers and sisters that are um, going overseas and doing missions there. Um, Lord, I pray that you would just keep them safe and um, that you would just continue to work in their hearts and continue to move in the places that they're reaching out to, God. I pray that they would just be your hands and feet, and that um, you would use them in mighty ways that they can't even imagine, God. And so I thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to continue to do. And God, we just love you, and um, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. There is an opportunity for you to um, to go with them in a special way. We, we're going to support... Um, Joshua and Jacqueline through Bethany's budget, but there's also 
an opportunity for you to do that as individuals, as families. And it's really needed because um, they're reliant on um, the support of, of people who who want them to go for them and with them. And um, so uh, there's a, Tom Duff is going to be standing at the back just with a, a plate. If you want to give uh, specifically to them, just uh, make checks or, or things uh, out to Bethany and just write Duff Mission on the bottom or YWAM. We'll know what it is, and we'll get that right to them and just funnel it through the church. God, what would cause a couple, a, a young couple who have their whole lives, every opportunity. These are gifted, talented people to, to say, I want to go somewhere I'm not familiar with to people that I do not know to sacrifice joyfully because they do not know God or how much God loves them. And they have hurts and wounds and problems, be it from natural disasters or disease or poverty or oppression or persecution or uh, prostitution. What would make somebody do that? That's the good news. Because you and I have a God who did that. He was the, the first missionary, if you will. Jesus Christ, when he saw people, you and me, who did not know God, who did not know how much God loved us, who had hurts and burdens that needed to be carried and fixed. And he said, your biggest burden is your separation from me. It's called sin, the things you... The times, every time you don't love me with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. That distances you from me. And the payment for that is destruction. And I don't want that for you. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come and I'm going to serve. And I'm going to make my love known to you. And I'm going to bear your burdens. And instead of you being destroyed, I'm going to be destroyed in your place on the cross. To make peace with God in your place. And he took bread on the night before the night he was betrayed. And he broke it. And he thanked his father in heaven. And he gave it to his friends. He said, this, take this. This broken bread. This is my body, which is going to be broken for you in your place. I'm broken for your healing. Take this and, and eat it. Make it become part of you. And every time you eat it, every time you eat bread, remember how loved you are by me. Remember me. And so that's what we're doing today. When supper was over, Jesus took a cup of wine. He's, again, he raised it to his father. and 
He thanked him for it. He said, my friends, I'm going to give this to you. This is a symbol of my blood. Tomorrow, my blood is going to be spilled out so that you can be healed, so that you can be forgiven, so that you can be washed clean. Here's why. Because your life, your future, your eternity with me is more Lord, here's the bad, and I don't even want to admit to it, but I need your words. 